0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. With more than 30 weekly podcasts, HRN has something for every food lover. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's. Home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at RobertaSPizza.com.
2: Barryville is a hamlet in rural America, part of the upper Delaware River Valley in the Western Catskills, but it could be anywhere. Barryville is the climax of civilization. Yeah, the Trump flags are flying, even as gay bikers are rolling through town. This is a hot take on rural America. And whether you're new to rural living, if you've ever been bullied or beaten up in the country, or live in the city and just dream of getting away, this show is for you.
3: Everything's better in
4: Berryville. Johnny,
2: Johnny. 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 And we are live from Berryville! Alright, first, before we get to anything... Live I'll- from
5: Berryville I'll- Studios <laughs> in Berryville, starring two Berryvillians, Berryville, Berryville.
2: Alright, I'm Mike Edison with Johnny Pizzolatto. And Johnny, before we get started, I want to tell you, all is good in the world. I feel like the proper order of things has been restored, because your kitten, the kitten who is not named Mittens, and your dog, Lamont... Uh, you know, I worry about these things. Sometimes I worry that you don't understand pussy, cats... And the kitten was getting short shrift, but you posted a picture of the kitten, Francois, with Lamont in bed together with you and Roswell, and I felt so good. My heart. Wait, is so Wait, 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 in wait, love. wait, wait, wait.
5: There was no picture of Roswell and I in bed. Just the cat and the dog were in bed together. It was lovely.
2: Well, by extension, it was you and this, you played. We are family. Have you ever so... seen the
5: Munsters? They slept in separate beds,
2: single beds. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's how is,
5: the world it's like, works. It's like the Dick Van Dyke Show. Something like that.
2: <laughs> I, I, of...
5: I would gladly take on the. Role of, like, Nonetheless, Dick Van Dyke. So, <laughs> I love that dude. Uh-huh. Uh, I would gladly take on Mary Tyler more. Well, uh, all right. Um, if the dress fits, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's not quite what I meant. Um,
5: wow! But, what, a, a, what, it, a what a weekend! What a week! But it
2: warmed the cockles of my heart.
5: Yes, uh, I'm, I'm glad we were able to, to warm your black heart. But these two were so <laughs> sweet together. Actually, Lamont just doesn't care, and Francois is like so needy. And so, like me, me, me. Lamont's like, yeah, what's but that? he had
2: been castigated to the church, to your basement, to a freezing cold. Bother- no, he's, he,
5: he was a, he was a Berryville Street Urgent before he came into my home. So he's lucky he's got what he gets. <laughs> All right, another
2: success story. Yeah, yeah, lucky yeah, he yeah, gets yeah, yeah,
5: what yeah, yeah. He gets. I love. I like this guy. I, like him. He's good. I
2: love him. I love and I him. did not he's kidnap him.
5: him. Yeah, yeah, you did. But anyway, let's move on.
2: All right. So uh, what happened last night at the Academy Awards? So
5: many things. <laughs> I, I I went to such a fun party. Um, Doug and John hosted. Myself and Barry. And Tony and um, Martin and Chaz. It was it was it was a real fun group of people. And we actually like marked the ballads. And I think I came in second place. Uh, I was tied for second with, I think, Martin and um, maybe Doug or John. But yeah, so none of us. A lot of people saw most of the, the films. I saw some of the films. Uh, but I did see everything everywhere all at once, which seemed to be the only film you needed to see because <laughs> they won everything.
2: Uh, you know, and it's a, and it's a great movie. I, I really like it. I don't understand though. See, I don't like the Academy Awards. I really, really don't like them. First you don't of like all, to
5: see people win. I, well, I'd love to see people win. Well, That's it's like also important that other
2: people lose. <laughs> but, oh my god! Uh, I know. I sound like a German philosopher. No, I don't like. Being re- I don't like being reminded that there's an aristocracy in this country, and it's just a bunch of privileged people giving each other a reach around and all. All all the reporters, these celebrity sycophants, Oh my God, she looks so good. She moves so well. She's wonderful. It's magical. It sounds like the Westminster Dog Show.
5: I mean, these people. But but I enjoy the Westminster Dog Show as well. I mean, but I don't think I think that you are conflating things with the news media being like you know royalty, the you know the elites, all this crap. This this is. is a new. No, it's not. It's like these people. Are, are they're kind of the only thing we have left, these people, because the world is so segmented. So the film industry is kind of the only thing that we're all experiencing. You know, if people go to the movies and you participate.
2: I believe in the magic of movies. I, I, I very much strongly believe in the magic of movies. But I don't like the idea that, for instance, a franchise action picture like Top Gun is somehow viewed through the same lens as a Marxist comedy like Triangle of Sadness, which I like very much, or a surrealist, you know, farce, this techno farce like everything everywhere, which I also liked. But or tar, which is about a predatory lesbian conductor of a symphony orchestra and also a good movie but one which relatively very few people have gone to see and not because they
5: don't like predatory but because they don't like classical music you're just never going to be happy no matter what happens cuz in that you just said i i don't want to talk about this indie film i don't want to talk about this big budget blockbuster oh, that's sheerly entertaining everybody loved the new top gun you just don't you just
2: don't want to be happy or you content you i prefer a real event like WrestleMania. And you know why wrestling... Oh, my God. You know God. why wrestling... Talk about a limited audience. You know, why, you know why wrestling is a better art form, okay? Because the actors have millions of dollars and huge budgets and all the special effects and costumes in the world and teams of people to put them over. But a professional wrestler is basically a naked dude in a ring and he still has to make people believe his bullshit.
5: Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> they all aspire to be actors. I mean, look at The Rock and his champagne pink tux or whatever. It's like, that's what they all want. That's what Hulk Hogan wanted so badly he blew himself up. It's <laughs> you know, it's like all wrestlers. It, the big, the big end game is is to win. Or look at Linda Hogan. She was such a, or Linda, what's her name? Linda, not Linda Hogan. Linda, uh, the world the, wrestling entertainment. Uh, Linda McMahon. Uh, Linda McMahon. Yeah, Linda McMahon. You know, the, 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 went the former on to,
2: representative, the former. Uh, she she ran for senator and lost, and later or was something? Named, like Department, no, no, of Department of Education, uh, Department of Labor. And actually, oddly, despite uh, all things, she actually I think was the one person in that administration who actually did her job.
5: Yeah, but. It, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she quit early because it just got too out of hand for
2: her? But you know what the problem her? was? When she was running... Uh you know, for a Republican ticket, they took all the blood out of the sport. They kind of cleaned it up. It was right after the WWE Attitude. Era. Where is she
5: from originally? The, the South, Lind- right? She's from Lind- down south. Linda, I thought they were all from Connecticut. No, I think they reinvented themselves as like Waspy Connecticut. Because I think they're trash from the South. But nonetheless,
2: <laughs> we are on the road to WrestleMania, and I'm looking forward to it. But before that, we have uh, some more local artists and filmmakers and wonderful people. You cannot show call tonight. any of
5: these people local. We we have we have the amazing <laughs> oh. Laura Silverman, who is a, a goddess amongst foragers all over the all over the land, this wild world in the forest. We have uh, George Billard, an amazing filmmaker and conflict resolution specialist, Harvard educated. And we have Albert Hammond Jr., who has moved on from Berryville, but his heart is still here, and uh, I think that's a, this is really exciting for me because this group of people, those these three in particular, were really like pivotal in my initial experiences here when I when I first kind of made Berryville my home. They, they were some of the first people that I met and spent time with. So it was, I'm really excited for today's show. And you show. say
2: you can't call them locals? Well, I'll tell you what, Johnny, they're here. Get used to it. Oh my God! All right, we'll be right back. We'll after be this. back
5: from Berryville.
3: Everything's better
5: and very Alright, can you dig it? Johnny, you want to introduce our first guest? I would love to. Laura Silverman is a deeply dedicated nature activist. Her company, the Outside Institute, commands that we pay homage to the Lenape tribe, whose ancestral homelands we are deeply privileged to inhabit. While respectfully guiding eager students through nature with a series of botanical cocktail parties, foraging walks, delicious meals, and her field guides, this Harvard-educated writer-author, wild-crafting extraordinaire, is also someone I'm proud to call a friend and frequent collaborator, who recently opened her first outpost in nearby Calicoon. I would love to introduce the world to Laura Silverman.
2: Uh, thank you very much.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome.
2: Wow, we got a lot of Harvard in this room today.
5: I know it's intimidating and exciting. Uh, well, yeah, I would, I would first like to start out um, by by saying, Laura and I were introduced by a friend all the way across the country, which is really exciting. You know, Laura and I had met, and we're we're. Um, you know, passerby friends and neighbors. But then our friend from Oregon put us together. She was a big fan of Laura's blog and said, hey, I think you live in the same town as this wonderful woman. And, um, and I called Laura and said, hey, let's go to lunch. And uh, we sat down and we did it.
6: And the rest, as they say... Is history That's in her Barryville? Her
2: story. Her story. A <laughs> well, is kind of unavoidable if you live in Barryville. You're always mixing some weird forged cocktail at at the hippest <laughs> Barryville uh, <swas>, soirees. <laughs> well, True it's story.
6: been a, it's been a long rocky road, hasn't it? Back into the days of Glutton for Life, which is the blog I started when I first moved up here in 2009.
5: Yeah, it's it's so exciting to see sort of like how brand conscious you are and like this really. Um, unconventional way. You know, you're branding things like food and nature and sort of experiencing nature and all these experiential sort of, uh, you know, conquests and and vision quests. And I I think it's so beautiful that you sort of, I don't know, it's you you chronicle your life in these really epic, beautiful ways. (laughs)
6: Wow, I'm overwhelmed by that statement. But I will say that what I learned is that in order to get people excited about something that they're potentially um, afraid of or ignorant of um, is to really package it in a way that seems irresistible. And so, you know, when I was looking to interest people in getting out onto the land, I had to think about the ways in which that would be, you know, most exciting for them. And certainly... (laughs) Alcohol and food are two of those ways.
5: <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> that helps. That helps. Um, on your walks, it's, it, you know, you seem to come alive like a like a forest nymph or a fairy or something. I mean, it's really really <laughs> special. But it has a calming effect on the entire group. Um, I, I I don't know if you've ever considered this or if this is part of your practice, but it somehow is is very healing and soothing and sort of addresses trauma in some way. I I don't know how to... It's sort of inexplicable.
6: Yeah, well, that has something to do with me. I mean, you know, the mission of the Outside Institute is to connect people to the healing and transformative powers of nature. And and those are endemic. I mean, there's so much science to back this up if we need that. But I think everybody knows what happens when you step under the canopy of a living forest. And, you know, kind of your springs unwind and your pores kind of open in the best possible way and you just become childlike again and are filled with wonder that's
2: that's, great. that's exactly why i came here and i think i always say all roads lead to barryville we've met so many incredible people here but it's always came here for the same reason to see the stars to get back to the garden maybe a little closer to god but all those things i look out my door and i see all the trees and a cup of coffee can take three hours now <laughs> i've lost all sense of urgency special time
5: <laughs> um Laura, what do you hope to accomplish with your first outpost in Calicoon? I think it's so exciting. I was actually peeking in your windows on Monday. We uh, gave Senator uh, Oder-Rock, o- Oder-Rocker, um a tour of, um, I still can't, I know I said his name wrong. I'm forever an Italian. I do not understand German last names. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I, you know, we were peeping in and I, I got so uh, sort of struck by your building. It, it looks exactly like your brand. It's so cool.
6: That's like so great. I think it's all just an extension of me and my crazy aesthetic but um yeah uh, the first outpost which has been a long time coming I had a couple of other places fall through so I'm really excited and thrilled to have this is the intention around it was just to have a place to hold classes and workshops indoors a lot of people don't venture out in the winter even though I keep leading walks in all seasons but wanted to have you know just a, a little... A little footprint, you know, and um, I have a little retail shop there, which is nice. I can feature some local makers and just products that I'm enthusiastic about. A good hand lens, some feel guides, that kind of thing. And uh, some of the products that we also make at the Outside Institute, excusez-moi, our cacao shell tea and some tinctures and things like that. And uh, we're having our first workshop there this Saturday. It's a beekeeping workshop with a honey tasting by a local honey sommelier, Donna DeFalco. Charles Wilkin of Two Queens is doing the Beekeeping 101. So it's exciting. I love it. We've come to quite
2: an era when we have beekeeping sommeliers, honey (laughs) Uh, sommeliers.
5: I mean, that's what we should put our attention and time to. It's it's really special, especially where Mm -hmm. we are.
2: I I love what you said about uh, confronting fears. I'll tell you, I am afraid of foraging mushrooms. Okay, because I'm always afraid I'm gonna eat a bad mushroom and I'm gonna end up uh, going through the looking glass with Alice, or or just get sick. I trust you, of course. You know anything you put in front of me. And Johnny, of course, is afraid of snakes. Can we You help know what? With actually,
5: that? actually, Mike is scared of snakes I'm terrified. because mm-hmm. I'm fucking terrified. I, I'm scared of horses, which I will say. Loud and proud, which of, was a
2: big problem when we did our publicity shot
5: <laughs> on horseback. But yeah, but I, but I, I challenged him to a duel and said, "Hey, if we make it for season two, we have to do like a sort of Britney Spears Python around our shoulders <laughs> moment in <laughs> half shirts." I don't know if that's the more terrifying well, part, but, but um, but could you help us get over our fear of snakes? Well, you know, the, the,
6: <laughs> we have these fears for a reason. They're very primal fears, and I think a fear of snakes is the number one phobia. So you're you're not alone there. Um, Isn't it about
5: sex? <laughs> it's, about, you know, it's about
6: knowledge. I think it's, as it's with, about
2: being, it's about thrown from paradise.
6: As with our fear mm-hmm. of mushrooms, I think it's fear of death, and um, and that's you know it's reasonable. We do have timber rattlesnakes and and cottonmouths in this area, and so the thing is to be informed, um, and that kind of can help LA some fears. And I think you know, snakes hear you coming; they're not running out to bite you. They're only defensive. So if you are careful Although, actually, Melissa told me that she has timber rattlesnakes coming through her property and that they were told it's not safe to walk there. So. Yeah, she
5: she asked me to, like, sort yeah. of do a... Uh, she wanted you originally to do a hike on her property <laughs> in the snake pit, and I definitely ixnayed that. I was like, hell no. First, I have right <laughs> well, Just have to wear the right
6: I, I boots.
2: Just have to wear the right boots. I don't flip out if I see a, a penny snake or a garden snake. That, that's okay, but if I, I do. was swimming I do. in the river and I saw a snake floating next to me, I would freak the fuck out. Yeah, it's terrifying.
6: <laughs> I would be bummed, too, but, you know, you lived through a couple of those Experiences and you realize that you're just being a wuss. So. Idea,
5: I look well, at it like bums. I'm, I'm bummed. This fucking uh, terrifying thing is coming at me.
2: Otherwise, weird. I'm very comfortable in the
5: woods here. <laughs>
2: you know, I mean, we see a lot of bears scat out in the back of the woods behind our house, but I've yet to see the bear.
6: Well, bears aren't running for you either, yeah. so don't worry about it. Um, but I'm
2: good. You know, we, I, I, it's why I'm here. You know? <laughs> yeah, <that was>
5: like, <laughs> go back to the garden. <laughs> oh my God. We're we'll, digging we'll, it. Let's take a short break and we will be back with the, the love of Laura's life. <laughs>
2: All right, we're back, and we're back with uh, Laura's love of, love of her life. You he, he say it's incredible how many, how many couples we've had on this show lately, uh, people who are so incredible in their own rights, they're um, not codependent or they, they don't coexist because <laughs> neither of them are superstars in their own right, like uh, Jeb and Don Conn. John and Deb Conway last week, two esteemed historians who somehow, through the magic of the romance of the Catskills In Sullivan County, found each other. Um, but maybe perhaps this is another case. But we're about to find out. George I think so. George uh, Billard is an accomplished documentarian, producer, writer, and director has helmed award-winning projects in over 45 countries in 30 years. His work includes the a Network series The Well-Seasoned Traveler Aftershock, a production he wrote and directed entirely in Mandarin, and the featured documentary They Shall Not Perish, which you can see right now on Amazon Prime. Currently, he is in production on the documentary podcast series The Right Man, and he is also in post-production on the documentary feature Amateur, an intimate portrait of aspiring cage fighters battling it out in the New York City mixed martial arts scene. He wow. holds a master's degree from Harvard's University of Kennedy School of Government, where he studied negotiation and conflict resolution. Um, and he's worked with Foreign Affairs Organization Network 22, where he's contributed to fact finding missions and white papers on improving U.S. relations with Pakistan, Iran, Poland, and Turkey. He is a member of the Directors Guild of America and, most importantly, a volunteer at the Berryville Farmers Market. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, I'm thinking, with. Would- All this interest in cage fighting and your expertise in conflict resolution, you could be very uh, helpful in settling some local disputes right here in Barryville.
5: I need your help. (laughs) Settling
7: them or starting them? I'm not quite sure. And first of all, I just got to say, following law is a little bit like you know, do you remember on the Ed Sullivan show who came after the Beatles?
5: Nope. <laughs> exactly.
7: So, you know, nope, I've got a rock star wife.
5: You got this. No, you, you oh, got yeah. this, bro.
4: That's all right.
2: You, you can be the Buzz Aldrin here to Neil Armstrong. No. <laughs> you know, you're not, the, you're not the Wally Pip to her uh, Lou Gehrig. No one remembers Wally Pip.
5: <laughs> George, I think one of the most exciting things about you is you, you have no fear, it seems. You, you don't fear big, scary corporations. You don't fear political titans and terrors uh, like Millennium uh, or FIMFO or some of these other fabulous groups. And um, I, I want to know what, what drives this like, innate fearlessness in you. I
7: just don't like bullies. Right I like on. Them. Me I mean, it neither. Just, it comes down to that. And we can trace that back to my childhood, but I'd rather not turn this into a therapy session. Well,
5: or we could go oh. for a walk in the woods oh. and forget about
7: all things Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gosh,
2: more things we have in common. No, I hate bullies <laughs> and I hate hypocrites. And uh, yeah, I mean, bullies, that's, that's the whole thing, you know? And I think uh, PIMFO, for instance, for those who don't know, uh, is a large corporation, Northgate Corporation. And they're publicly traded, by the way. They have an uh, agreement with Sun Corporations who builds houses. They're a publicly traded company trying to build a large resort in a traditional campground. And question is, though, I mean, we're against it for so many reasons because... Because building this kind of infrastructure in a floodplain seems terrible. Doing it without due diligence seems terrible. But why does, when we protest this, does it seem to some people like we're fighting the town? If the battle seems righteous. We're protecting the earth and the river. When did clean air and clean water become a liberal value? Uh, well,
7: <laughs> you know, it's the commodification of nature and an extraction mentality that nature is here to be exploited and used to uh, individuals' benefit and those money goes where opportunity is it flows like water. And right now, uh, what we have here is, is our tremendous natural resources and that's a commodity and that's how it's going to be viewed. And, but you know, we also view it as a commodity. We live here, but we live here because of it and we want to protect it and be stewards of it. And not is, in spite of it. No, right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in cooperation with it, uh, and we have to kind of reframe the debate that that what is the value of where we live, and what should we protect, and and make it more valuable to others without exploiting it in a way that ruins it.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there was like a sort of concurrent battle in Georgia, and I got really acquainted with with the building of uh, Dollar General, and then this company after all the sort of fracking um, movement in our town was outlawed you know by New York state and and you know actually town resolutions as well then a big company came in to put a compressor station to compress the natural gas from other places that allowed fracking so it was a very it was a it was a total uphill battle and it was really painful for for a lot of people but you were on the forefront of both of those battles when they came in you know i mean dollar general sort of slithered away quietly and put up a nicer facade than usual and hasn't been so aggressive in their sort of pursuit of monopolizing the town's (laughs) money and resources but millennium on the other hand is 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 a ticking time bomb and and you took it on solely almost towards the end of the battle i mean you were kind of like the last man standing
7: yeah the last man shaking his fist in the air (laughs) (laughs) as no one was paying attention uh you know sadly it got built and Right now it continues to spew toxins into the air, you know three hundred sixty five days a year, quietly in the woods, and
6: or not so quietly, since we're convinced we hear it ringing in our ears every night.
7: yeah, it's true. There, there's a low frequency noise that comes out of compressor stations that can be heard up to or felt up to five miles away. You don't actually hear it as much as feel it, but it can it can be a sleep disruptor other things.
2: And how is this even acceptable in an enemy's wildest dream in a rural community like ours? Well, why would our town elders poor, such as they are poor allow leadership,
7: poor leadership. <laughs> I would say it was poor leadership, but but it's why was it allowed? Um, it's a precursor to the political battles that are going on today because it was defined as we need gas here, so we're not fighting them over over there. But don't that we that get
5: was, no gas from Millennium? In we the pipeline? get no
7: gas from Millennium, and ultimately, the idea for all these pipelines was to export the gas to other countries, build it, LNG terminals that would then ship it overseas, and in the end, it turns this area and the area where the gas comes from Pennsylvania into an extraction colony.
5: And 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 isn't it true that like you know, like you said, pipelines. Are at, like Keystone, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like the majority of that gas was going was being shipped to China. Like it, it had nothing to do with even like powering. There was nothing altruistic about these Mine. these sort of disruptions to nature. They're not giving back to the community in any way. And we were too silly at the time to sort of navigate asking for things. I mean, at least mm-hmm. Hancock got this beautiful town square out of it. We got our leaders a steak dinner and a job for one kid. You right. know that, that's what we got out of the deal. Right. and
7: then and then Millennium turns around and sues the town. To lower, to lower taxes. To lower, to lower taxes. So, you know, what, what did we get? We got toxins. And thank less you for, than thank nothing. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah
5: definitely. I mean, you're, you're such a warrior. I mean, in general, you know, you birthed you birthed the Victory Garden uh, project at the onset of the pandemic, uh, which was such a important... At the Barryville Farmer's at Market. At the Barryville Farmer's Market. But, it, you know, it was such an important um, sort of contribution to our, our community. Can you explain how that idea came to be and what it is?
7: Okay, so what now, it was, because um, we're not
5: doing it again. <laughs> yeah, ne- never.
7: <laughs> so at the, at the very beginning, at the onset of the pandemic, it was, <laughs> it was clear that um, there was going to be a problem with food supply and distribution, and especially for our farmers, who we started the Bar- Barryville Farmers Market for to support their efforts and, and make farming an integral part of the community. And they were losing their restaurant sales, uh, food was just going to rot and or be thrown out even worse and uh also at at the local grocery stores you started to see shortages of certain items so I just thought let me call the farmers see what you know what their interest is we weren't supposed to start uh the farmers market until Memorial Day weekend and this is late February I guess um or mid-February and uh I asked, you know, what do you have on hand? And they said, oh, we got everything. And so within a week, uh, we put up a uh, an online store and people ordered uh, pre-packed bags and we did a drive through pickup, which was an all-volunteer ep- effort. Everyone, yourself included, and Laura and uh, everyone on the board and friends got together and we packed the groceries and... Cars would drive through, and it was a h- huge success. Everyone was happy. It was great for the farmers. They did tremendous business. People were elated, A, because they were petrified, and just to get out of the house and see that things were working and people cared.
6: Uh, and through donations, we raised a lot of money for the community.
7: Yeah, that year, we, I think Barryville Farmers Market raised over $13,000, which we distributed to food pantries and...
6: Families in need.
7: Families in need. And, yeah. and actually...
5: Gave so much to the Eldred Backpack program that they we sort of shut down their, their pantry. They said, we don't need any more food or money. Thank you very much. which yeah. was such an amazing, amazing feeling. And it, it, it all stemmed from the Victory Garden project. Right. I think the
2: Barryville Farmer's Market is such you know a successful project and uh and john and george both of you who worked there and john you started it and helped uh, uh you know steer it along
5: with deb and george and laura an incredible team
2: people. and yep. i'm very proud to be a recent volunteer there um how do we convince more people to come to the farmer's market i feel like we see the same people Actually, every week don't
5: because <laughs> that's the thing that will that will put us on edge you know like with the town is that you know it is but, so wildly but, successful but, yeah it's it's that's if, kind if of anyone,
7: our only if anyone wants to donate a parking lot we'd appreciate Well,
5: I I bought a gas station just so we would have a parking lot. (laughs) But but I
2: think it fulfills every mission that the town should be proud of in that it brings tourists here. It brings new people to the area. It's a positive message. It supports local independent farmers. Look around. Sullivan County, we're supporting farmers and they're selling healthy food. I think part of the problem is... there's a perception that farmer's market, the fresh food is so much more expensive than the supermarket food, uh, that that's why uh, many local families don't go there. And, and, and of course it is and sometimes- they been to And to Peck's. And of course, <laughs> uh, or Bloomingdale's, as Martha Wartell calls it. <laughs> yeah. um, but-
5: Y- you know, Wait, Martha calls uh, Peck's Bloomingdale's? Oh, oh t- Tiffany's, sorry. No, no, no. Tiffany's was <laughs> the, the, the hardware, hardware store, store <laughs> across the street that she was a proud uh, okay. merchant at. And um, <laughs> she smiled with glee as she charged you $9 a But, but Peck's also mm-hmm. obviously
2: a cornerstone of this community. But the farmer's market, I, I get it. Some of the fresh meat, you can't compete with Smithfield and Purdue and the numbers that they do. But also, we're not in a giant, you know... You know, gigantic Great Lake sized swath of pig effluence here in Sullivan County, like they are in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, how do we convince, though, people this is better and fresher and better for them? And uh, as the slow food mess, Joyce was, maybe eat a little bit less meat, but eat a lot better meat.
5: Wait, you know what, though? Let's leave this as a cliffhanger. We got to take a break. Mike, yeah. we got to take a break. <laughs> Let's bring Laura back in. Come on, come on. Okay. All right. <laughs>
2: You're listening to Everything is Better in Darryville. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at everythingisbetter at gmail.com. Everything's
5: better in Darryville. All right, we are back with George and Laura. Hey, I have a question for both of you, and I know this seems a little base, but what do you love most about our area and what needs to change? That's not loaded at all. So, you know, no, not go, loaded. go on.
7: Not Do you, you want loaded? to go first? Um, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I can, I can start it off. Let me start with what I like most about this area, uh, which is the nature. It's a beautiful part of, part of the world. And in addition to that, we also have some beautiful people up here.
6: Yeah, I would agree. Those are my two favorite things. I mean, um, obviously, being outside is what it's all about, and being outside with some of our great community members. um, We have so many artists and um, entrepreneurs, and just people that are passionate about creating a great place to live. That it's it's been wonderful.
5: Yeah, but what needs to change? (laughs) (laughs) You guys avoided the hardest question. Oh,
7: what needs to change? You know, this, this place, which I guess is the theme of your show, is suffering from a, a real tension between what is perceived as locals and interlopers. And the interlopers, and that would be us, <laughs> um, <laughs> me? Um, you know, uh, have a real effect on the community, and we have to be aware of that. Um, but the locals also have to be aware of that we might have ideas that are worth listening to. And together, we all have the same interest, which is making this a better place to live, a happier place to live, a a more um, harmonious place to live. Or
5: opportunity-ridden place to live. I mean, like, that's the biggest thing that I hear from a lot of local people Mm -hmm. who've embraced Mm -hmm. sort of all the newcomers and the Mm -hmm. pilgrimage from New York City Mm -hmm. is that there needs to be a reason why their kids want to stay and and, and have families here. And I feel like this area has been so gutted Mm -hmm. by the second generation of entrepreneurs historically you know if you look at it like it was it was thriving during the 30s 40s 50s 60s air travel took you know took a lot of the, the steam out of out of the area when people you know didn't just leave new york city in a car for 2 hours but y- you see how this really wonderful pioneering generation all of a sudden had these terrible children that let everything <laughs> fall to the ground i mean and that's that's the story of the infrastructure of our town is that everything rotted to the ground these grand houses the singer estates all these fabulous things you know, just sort of was raped and pillaged. And we need a reason to sort of ignite our, our children and youth and, and, and really give them some ownership over the area, in my opinion, in my right, humble yeah. opinion.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lack of purpose, I think, and that really drives what George told me recently, is are the number of opioid deaths in this county which are greater than anywhere else in the mm. country
7: no 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 in i think in new york state oh in new york it's, state, in new york state. Okay. yeah
5: we're number two at everything here like we're the, okay. yeah, we're like we're the we're least healthy we're the like ex- the ex- second in opiate deaths we are so.
7: number one for opiate number one wow yeah, yeah wow
2: i guess what i guess what we didn't Boy. ask though in this talk of newcomers and interlopers is how did you guys find yourself here
6: um, oh, that's a fun story, because I first came up here with my friend Scott Newkirk, who had Scott's Cabin in Ulan, which went on to international fame as the cover of cabin porn. Shot by <laughs> our dear friend Noah Kalina. That's right. Noah Kalina shot that. And um, Scott is no longer in this county, but he has a legacy, and um, I'm part of it. Yeah. And
5: it was, and it was beautiful. Which I mean, he should just- you
2: stated, it's not actual porn.
5: No, no, no. no, Although I have a feeling that
2: goes on here, too. It
5: sort of fetishizes (laughs) beautiful cabins in other spaces. (laughs) That's correct. This is a family book. Yes, it is. And a family show. Yes. (laughs) Well, well, you know, our friend Smokey Bell said
2: she was hosting a a photo shoot over at Annie's Smokey Bell's uh, homestead, and she was pretty suspicious. She thought it was a porn shoot going on, but she was confirmed when the guy said, don't worry, I brought panties for the girls.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, well, that put it right suspicious.
5: Here. Sullivan <laughs> County, baby. Well, none of that was going on at Scott's. I, you mm. know, we used to have these like fabulous dinner parties and we would literally go to the river and mm. wash the dishes and it was such a sweet, sort so of such a sweet time because it was, it felt so innocent then. It's before any of us had businesses and storefronts and. It was
7: off the grid before off the grid was cool. <laughs> yeah, right? Except for
6: Scott, he had that wonderful little store on 97. Kudzu. Kudzu. Oh, Kudzu, yeah. 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 Which
7: is, you know,
5: hopefully, gonna have a new life with our friend Courtney. Yeah. You know she just bought that property. But uh, but Scott's was the Scott's was like he was the original. He was pre-Springhouse. He was mm-hmm. pre- River market, all those things.
2: I guess the next logical question is what are the challenges of living here now that you're here and you're both environmentalists and have these kind of cool careers as artists and uh, connecting to the earth? What are the challenges of getting the message across and meeting people and uh, getting what you need to do what you need to do?
6: Well, I I find getting good Indian food is a real challenge. (laughs) Come on over this
2: week. We'll take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) That I got you covered on. I I did
6: (laughs) discover David at Spruce makes amazing takeout curries. So there's that. Um, I know, I know what you mean. Though for me, uh, one of the biggest challenges is how much land is off limits to people, um, and there's very little uh, public land, and the public land that there is has a lot of stipulations attached to it. And um, I don't know. I should probably get involved somehow in making a change in that direction, but I cannot bear anything to do with large groups of people trapped in rooms for a long period of time. But, but I have to say,
5: you went off on your own, and you know there's an exciting River Accesses project that's about to um, go up, where it's been in the making for a couple of years now, and you did all of the signage with, along with the National Park Service, on the you know the indicator signs that really delves into the history of the Lenape Indians and, and really sort of tells the story and the history of the area for, for the people. And I I think that's a beautiful way to be involved outside of, yeah. Another damn committee. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for
6: reminding me of that. Really. Any way that I can help people get connected to the land, um, is what I'm here for.
7: And I, I would say that the biggest challenge to this area, um, is labor. Um, the, the if you're a business here finding finding anyone to work is incredibly difficult
6: and housing is part of that and problem and housing
7: is part of that problem and so the kind of jobs that are created have to be uh, have to work with the labor pool that's available and perhaps there this is where sort of the local interloper uh, Tension can be alleviated by creating jobs that work with local skills or bring them along into different areas that traditionally they have not done before.
6: And I do think the county should buy up some of those abandoned Hasidic camps and turn those into uh, low income or affordable housing. Projects. Yeah, I, you know, and
5: that was that was one of the suggestions that came out of like all of the community meetings on Finfo was like, we don't need a roller coaster. We need sustainable housing. If you want to have a big corporation come in and 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 work here and and sort of try to bring a talent pool up here, you need to offer affordable housing, especially if you're not paying livable wages. You know, and I and it's a challenge for me as a business owner. I mean, it's it's either bring people here and and struggle to find housing or You know, employ nine people that have four other jobs because it's just the nature and the sort of mentality of of being here is that you can't just rely on one thing because everything is so in flux and fluid and changing all the time.
7: But you know, there's there's a lot of energy from entrepreneurs in the area who want to address those things, and they shouldn't be um, discouraged from doing so just because they're interlopers. They're not from here. It's
5: great. No, that's, it's very true. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and Mike, a, Mike's like you know, standing a, a, I'm just with his mouth I
2: I have so many dreams of what could be, and I love it when people are doing the good work, fighting the good fight, and being righteous. And then you do see people here putting poison in the river or trying to, you know, build, you know, an amusement park on, on the river that should be it should be the jewel of the Delaware Corridor. It's no, funny. when they came in, they didn't say we're going to make you all proud of this. It's going to be something it's we all be Beautiful proud stretch of the river. Of. You know, they, really they said, is. hey, we're going to put in a, a roller coaster and a, a water slide, and, and damn it, if it's in a floodplain. Because that only happens every five thousand years, except it happened like ten years ago <laughs> twice, and it's going to happen again. You know, yeah. I'm not taking those odds. Yeah. yeah,
5: no, but I can say for every person in this room, none of us are the type of interloper, if, if that's what we're going to call ourselves, uh, that that wants to see bring the city with us. Like I, I've never heard any one of you say, you know, damn it, I wish there was more traffic, and I, I wish there <laughs> was like sidewalks through all of our yards, and I wish X, Y, Z. You know, I prefer
6: I, to I, call I, myself a
2: transplant.
5: Oh, I, I like, that. but mm-hmm. you know. What?
2: I, I always say a transplant, the success of a transplant is very much uh, dependent on the health of the host. True. Right. And, well, th- and maybe we can leave it
7: right there. <laughs> I, I just wanted to just, I know you want to leave it right there, but Laura has a theory on invasive species. Because we're going to settle this in and, cage. And we might be <laughs> considered invasive species by some. But
4: That's right.
2: I've been told that the deer consider all of us invasive species. And wow. I
7: consider them little
2: bastards that need to stay out of my way because I'm coming in my ranch. And you know, how to, down. you know how I feel about the woodchucks.
6: <laughs> my, my theory on invasive species, you didn't say what it was. No, no, I'm sorry. It's what they, that they for for need to, to be in. embraced. Wow.
5: You heard it here first, folks. We solved the woes of the county.
2: All right. We're going to invite <laughs> you back when we do this special on extraterrestrials and, 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 and a forthcoming invasion of Sullivan County. Yes. Um, and, and,
5: and, when, and when George's uh, film comes back, you, you have to come back and talk about it. I know we're under strict gag orders you today, are, but
7: please, please come back and talk I will, and, and I talk will come about back on my publicity blitz. All, All right. right uh, that that talk- may be two years from now. And so I hope that it's better in ba- Barryville. Is there. Yeah. Every day. We're
2: getting better yep. in Barryville every day.
7: Every single day. All
2: right, next time we'll talk about steel cages because we are on the road to WrestleMania. Oh, my God. <laughs> this
6: guy is
5: wrestling <laughs> obsessed.
2: All right, thank you guys so much. Uh, Lauren George, where can we find you on the internet? Remind us,
6: please. Uh, Theoutsideinstitute.org and on Instagram at theoutsideinstitute.
5: Or what's your, your address in Calicoon?
6: It's 39 Lower Main, right next to the pharmacy.
7: Yeah. George? And I can be found at planetballard.com. Fabulous. All right. And,
2: and at the Barryville
5: Farmers Market. That's at the right. Barryville Farmers Market,
7: where you'll see me setting up and cleaning the urinal before the market <laughs> sets up. Every week. Doing <laughs> the glamour's jobs work. for you, buddy. All right.
5: Thank you guys so much for coming out today.
1: Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com.
3: Everything's better in Barreville.
5: I love those two. And how lucky are they that they have each other? It's amazing. No, it's it, it's great. It, and they're both so talented and intelligent. I'm telling you, all roads lead to Barryville. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. I love them. I love it. I love it. I love them.
2: All right. Were you ready for the news, Johnny? Hot I'm the ready. Press. It's I, the Barryville News. Are you, are you really ready? I'm ready. All right, then. Here's the news with your host, John Pizzolatto. <laughs> ah, fuck. I hit the wrong button.
5: Yes, he did. All right, let's try it again. Here's the news with your host, John Pizzolatto. <laughs> I'm John Pizzolato, and this is the news to me. The River Reporter gives us a heads up on the five most treacherous pet accidents that happened in the area last year. Uh, these are really upsetting. Um, I'm going to talk to you about some common household concerns in a kitten. A nine-month-old kitten hidden a large comforter, unbeknownst to his pet parent, who had set it on dry...
2: No, no Johnny, make it stop, please. No, it's, it's real.
5: Uh, a pit bull jumped off a couch and suddenly became paralyzed...
2: I can't handle this. Toys have become <laughs> treacherous
5: for a seven-month-year-old standard poodle who began vomiting. Don't stop! A physical exam revealed that he was dehydrated and radiographs J- no. showed a foreign object trapped no. in his stomach. Oh, my God. It's like an episode of Jackass, well, but for here's pets. A, okay, but here's, <laughs> a, here's their <laughs> advice. Prioritize your pet's health. Stay active, even in the cold months. Invest in your pet's well-being. You know, all of this is very important information because pets are our life. So let's all be kind to our animals and try to avoid tragic mistakes like the (laughs) River Reporter has laid out for us. Oh, my God. That's tragic. Well, speaking of the River Reporter
2: and speaking of the Oscars, locally, we have something much much more prestigious than any Academy Award could ever be. We have the best of uh, 2022 for 2023. Now that I'm reading it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But here's the best of (laughs) the River Reporter and extreme extremely extremely uh, specific awards uh, in part, and some that I'm not quite sure actually merit categories, such as Best I, Bank. You know
5: I, I'm gonna I'm going <laughs> to go out. Teller. I'm going to look up a lot of these people, though. I do think uh, this is a wonderful resource. And and thank you to The River Reporter. Um, we have Best Local Lodging, the violation-prone stick-it-in, has oh received uh, the the award of prestigious Best we also, Lodging.
2: The best place to work somehow is not Barryville Radio. Okay, oh, my
5: <laughs> God. Where's the
2: best place to work? Uh, Barryville Radio. Oh, well, here, uh, the Center for Discovery, uh, which is a very respectable organization. Um, best campground, best candy, uh, best carpet cleaning. Um, okay, best clergy. That does not sound like something that should be competitive. The award Whoa. went to Pastor Dave Kuhn. Uh, best Chinese food is Chinatown Kitchen in Narrowsburg you know, find, uh, which, which is just horrifying to me <laughs>
5: Best bank teller a hard pill to swallow Also because there's lovely bank tellers All throughout the county And this one's from Wayne, in, uh, Wayne Bank in, in Pennsylvania Our best elected
2: official is our assemblywoman Aileen Gunther And Johnny, I want to know Will you be the best elected official next year?
5: Right now, I am the best public servant, according to the River Reporter, and I, I take the honor and thank everybody a- for for the honor. I really, a- really do appreciate it. It's but I would never want to squeeze uh, Aileen on an award. <laughs> she does a wonderful job, and and uh, I think I think we should hats off to her.
2: Best public servant, and also our best law enforcement officer. Oh yeah, m- uh, yeah. Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. And
5: what do you guys both have in common? That we've both been removed from our posts in town. Mark Anthony um, is no longer working for the town of Highland. Much to our deficit He's now working in Bethel And uh, I was removed from the Upper Delaware Scenic Byway And now I'm the program manager Which I'm very, very excited about We're going to get this wonderful new visitor center open in Calicoon So, you know, in spite of it all you know, people can be recognized and excel in different areas and different locations, even if their town won't Well, them.
2: our loss is Bethel's gain. And by the way, Bethel won uh, the prize for best day trip.
5: <laughs> Bethel Woods
2: no, Day No, no, no. Tri- Bethel day Woods. Yes. What trip. better place <laughs> what to better take a, a day trip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, best radio personality. Adam Owens a ball. It's going gold. down. Okay.
5: <laughs> going I down. expect
2: next year at least best podcast. You know, I really love Best it. podcast co-host. <laughs> that's, what you're,
5: that's what you're gunning for?
2: Uh, you know, listen, there are any number of categories, including best clergy probably,
5: I, uh, that, I, that I should be a nominee for. Uh, I'm so excited about Chamber of Commerce. Again, the Berryville, Greater Berryville Chamber of Commerce wins. I love everybody I'm on the board with. I do think that we work our tails off to create a wonderful community events uh, like the Harvest Festival with the Berryville Farmers Market. That was such a wonderful parade this year. We do the wonderful tree lighting. I love the board. It's wonderful. Wonderful. I love exciting. our favorite
2: yoga studio, Highland Yoga, and our favorite yoga teacher, love Katie that Bell. Class.
5: A Katie Bell one?
2: Yeah, Katie Bell. Amazing.
5: Won. She's incredible. Shane's incredible. I want to know why
2: why your husband Roswell didn't win Best Wedding Officiant, or, or me for that matter.
5: I do know the winner of the officiant. I've never been to a ceremony that Sasha has uh um, officiated, but I'm sure it's lovely because she's wonderful. Best but yes, CBD Roswell.
2: sales? I mean, seriously?
5: Wow, where's
2: that? <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's undersea for CBD sales. You
5: know, I do have to say, I think Carrie and Alex were robbed. Uh, best seafood went to Stumble Out, uh, which okay, fine. Don't they just serve sandwiches? But their seafood at at Baker's is beyond compare. Yeah,
2: I've seen the. I haven't seen the shrimp cocktail on the menu though lately. I, you know, you know that's sashimi hard to beat though.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. But best restaurant, The Heron. Congratulations, and, and, you
2: guys. And, but somehow our friend Steph at Baker's got beat out for best server. Uh-oh.
5: That's 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 okay. stolen. Rob. stolen. Rob, F- Rob, Rob, Rob.
2: All right. Uh, well, nonetheless, uh, celebrating Bearville and all things Bearville and around us is what we wait. Whoa,
5: Johnny. Speaking. is that Tiffany Diamond? I hear it. Uh-oh,
2: she's
3: probably awfully close to the
2: studio. Whoa. We better
3: hear what she has to say. Tiffany, are you there? Run for your lives. Tiffany Diamond here from the Berryville Radio Traffic Helicopter. I hate to tell you I told you so, but I told you so. All those ninnies with spring fever, you see that white stuff? That's snow. We had a huge snowstorm here last night, but I'm happy to report the majors are clear. So don't be afraid to go out, because we have the best highway department in the world. But you know, I just heard that the schools are closed for four days. Geez, I hope those kids are getting some real snow days and they don't have to sit all day at home on their computers. They call it remote learning, but I call it a ripoff. Oh, hey, and since you guys are talking about Hollywood today, did you know I used to be a traffic reporter in Los Angeles? But I like Berryville a lot better. The traffic is much more interesting here. You never know what's going to happen. Los Angeles has the same dumb traffic jams every day.
2: Oh, man, Johnny, did you hear that? Berryville traffic is more
3: interesting than Los Angeles. Hey, Tiffany, when are you going to come and hang out with us? Uh, Sorry, I can't hear you. The helicopter's too loud. I'll catch you guys next time for Berryville Radio Traffic Helicopter. This is Tiffany Diamond over and out. All
5: right, all right, all right. I'm excited to introduce our next guest. You may have seen Albert Hammond Jr. play with his seminal rock band, The Strokes, or on stage uh, playing his solo material, or maybe you ran into him at Pecs when he lived in town from 2008 to around 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Albert Hammond Jr. Albert, thank you for joining us. Where in the world are you right now? I'm driving uh, in Los Angeles. Nice, 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 nice. And, and, and you live there full time now, correct?
8: Yeah, yeah, I live here now. Was
2: Barryville Sorry, too stressful? Barryville. Was Barryville too stressful? <laughs>
8: uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, I've, I miss it. I love Barryville, Eldred area. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I loved. It. I had that that place from two uh, two thousand eight, I think.
5: Until when did you guys left it in twenty nineteen? Correct. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and exactly. it, yeah, so we, I, I think I told you this maybe when we reached out, but we recorded one of the versions of our theme song in your very studio, which was exciting with Alex. Oh, man. And our That's friend, right. Jay you did Brock. tell me that. Yeah, yeah. It was great, but it definitely, you, you feel your presence still there in a big, big way. You know, everything's <laughs> still intact and it's an amazing studio, what you made oh, there. No yeah,
8: I was very happy that they, that was what was so exciting when we did find them that they wanted to keep the studio going and i was just like wow that's that's unique
5: yeah no it's a, it's definitely a great situation <laughs> mike and i were talking about this earlier did you record any music in berryville like i know your your solo record came out i think around the time when you moved here which i love
8: love 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 your uh, solo yeah job you. i recorded i recorded uh a bunch of stuff i recorded my solo record francis trouble there uh, uh the strokes did A lot of angles there um, and rehearsals and even maybe, I don't know, I think Come Down Machine was something else. But it was uh, angles was done up there.
5: Oh, that's okay. And,
8: um, yeah.
5: So what was sort of like your inspiration behind it? I mean, a a lot of it is like, you know, aimed at like acoustic recording and, um, you know, sort of like. Uh, you know, it, there's a period sense to it. You know, it's like kind of arrested in 1974 when it comes to the <laughs> tracking board. Like what what, what kind of made you want to assemble something like that?
8: Um, I guess from when I started playing music, I had a four track. And so the dream was to have a console, you know, I just love, I'm not like a, a, a purist. I don't really record to tape. I record to computer, but I like the middle ground where you use, tubes and beautiful equipment and the computer holds it all and then you can do stuff in the computer uh so yeah it was just kind of a a dream to be able to to do it i i I actually like when i found it up there i was like oh i can this could be um this is what you say when you're younger this could be where i retire because i could make music (laughs) I could always, I, I can make music and live there at the same time. You know, so. But I am older,
2: and I'm still saying that.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike's, Mike's hovering over his retirement <laughs>
5: over here in our studio right now. Yeah, I'm, uh, not,
2: I'm not from here, but I'm going to
5: die here. It's like you're
2: telling the locals. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, yeah, so what what was your sense of, nice. of, of living in Berryville, like, you know, or, or in Eldred, as it were? Like, did you, I, you know, I know you were, we didn't see you a whole lot, but we saw Justine more uh, grabbing juice and things like that down at the Bang Bang Bar, but... Um, what was your experience
8: being here? I was there. I was just in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But like, no, I know. I, was, I mean, I it, I loved it. We I I had it like um, I lived in Manhattan when I first got it, and I had it for weekends or like when I come home from tour to settle in, and then when we were like around 2015 or something, I came came back from a tour, and, and we we went up there. And it was like, why don't we just always come up here? And because uh, it was so healing, and we just go to the city every once in a while, or we like we were going to LA more, so we just live upstate, go to LA, and uh, yeah, we we moved, but we never really spent more than a month, unfortunately, just all the travel. But it was, I don't know, I still think about it and miss it. Well, very relaxing. Like, well, there's, I,
2: there's an Albert Hammond-sized. Whole shaped hole in the landscape, Barryville Now exactly, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> palpable. Yes,
5: and you're always you're always welcome, and we always have a place for you at the inn. Or I'm sure Alex and Ivy would put you up. A, a place sure. at the inn. Yeah. It's so biblical, Johnny. Well, yeah, and and Albert, we got the gas station across the street, so now there's a big camel too. So yeah, um, it's, a it,
2: gathering it, of all it, the wise men. It's, is it, it's <laughs> new Bethlehem. Yeah,
8: new yeah. <laughs> what uh, what happened? What changed across the street?
5: Oh, we um we we just got the gas station, and we moved the Bang Bang Bar over to the former garage and so you in, you
8: bought that gas station yes
5: yes 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 you have to oh that's back so cool like it. like right
8: across from the post office
5: yeah exactly
8: and they put a giant camel on top of
5: it <laughs> oh my god that's so cool oh. i'll text you a picture of it it's, it's definitely changed Please. the landscape
2: yeah it's very welcoming i find the camel when i just got back to town the first thing i saw was the camel and i found it very welcoming good
8: good, <laughs> good. I mean, it, i'm it's good that you changed the 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 landscape you brought uh, energy into into i remember when i moved in 2008 it was a very different vibe than it was when i left you know when i left it was and then after the pandemic it grew even more but like uh uh yeah it's just so many so many cool things i even noticed it in pecs because they went from like just being packed. So like having a section with like organic stuff and like, uh, uh, gluten free stuff. And I was like, huh, Way to go, Pex. Yeah, no, they, that, that was definitely
5: the first place you felt it, because you were like, wow, there are so many organic not, things not, around. I not, love it. Not only that,
2: there's right next to Pex now, there's a hydroponic garden, an indoor hydroponic garden. Uh, Monteleones are growing like fresh greens all winter long. Yeah, it's pretty impressive.
8: Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. You definitely have to come oh, back for a visit. Of course, I left when all that shit happened. <laughs> um,
5: and we saw you're going to be back up in the Catskills uh, solo in September for, for a festival.
8: Oh yeah, that's right. That was a weird confirmation because we have not finished doing the tour and they said they wouldn't announce for a month. So, yes, but I also had no idea.
5: Yeah, we sleuthed it. We found it. You you you're doing it. You're booked. Like no
8: one, like no one, like my manager didn't tell me. It was like cuz normally you book the whole tour and you're like we're going to do it. Thumbs up and you're like yes. And like they just like announced it. I was like, okay. Oh, wait, oh, this just
2: in. Out. You're playing at the gas station the night after. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: You're, you're, you're playing <laughs> next weekend in, in Berryville, At the gas station. <laughs> where, right under the, right where under the camel. Is, uh, oh, yeah, right under the camel. My dream. <laughs> where is uh, Where is that festival?
5: It is in... Hold on one second. It's the Cave Mountain Catskill Musical Festival. And it's... Uh, I don't know. We we'll have to go to the website. It's, it's. Who knows? We have to go to... Uh, anybody's interested also
8: i'm sure Whoa, everybody so big was it like yeah it's cave mountain. livingston manor no
5: hold on one second oh wyndham mountain i don't know it our friend my friend dan barry has a, a new um uh, hotel over there um he he was a pioneer in williamsburg he had like the the Playland Motel down in the Rockaways, and he had Lodge and a bunch of stuff. But he has a big hotel in Wyndham now, so uh, yeah, great. So yeah. that's
8: where I'll be staying. Then.
6: Yeah, it sounds like it,
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna take a quick break and we want to come back with uh, some music of yours and Mike. Yes, uh,
2: yeah, absolutely. But let's cue it up. Is there a song that you recorded here or that was inspired by Barryville that we should uh, twirl right now for our vast listenership?
8: What's well, something that was recorded there? Oh, yeah, my friend, Francis Trouble record. Yeah, anything off of anything off of that record or if you want me uh let's see do um do you want a deeper cut or uh yeah let's do a deep uh, cut
5: we're deep cut kind okay. of show stop stop and go oh i love that song yes done and done all right we're going oh, right to take on. a quick break and uh we'll we'll come back with done um, and there we go all right thank you so much We'll talk you you
4: very good. <laughs> Thank you so Stop and go.
8: That song.
5: <laughs> He's so good. You know, Albert's dad was like a really prized songwriter. It still is a really prized songwriter. Wrote songs with Tina Turner and with Kenny I, I, he was on
2: uh, Albert Hammond Sr., Albert Hammond was on the Fantastic by KTEL record I had when I was like six. I played it over and over again. And now look where we are.
5: Uh, no, it's awesome. <laughs> and, and our friends you know, who now inhabit his studio, Alex and Ivy, you know, they, there's definitely still the presence, the ghost of now, Albert Hammond and Albert Hammond Jr. swirling around the studio. Not to mention that we recorded our smasheroo right, right there on the floor. The punk version of Everyone's Talking, ladies but, and gentlemen. But, but I want to
2: know, really, what does Los Angeles have that Barryville doesn't?
5: <laughs> uh, well, now, Albert, but okay, go ahead. What, what, but you know why Barryville
2: is like LA? Why is that? Because everything's 30 minutes away.
5: Two story. <laughs> All oh right, my God. guess what, Tyler? What this was? Our, show. This was our ninth show, which means... Oh, my God. The 10th show is coming up. We have big things planned. You guys are going to laugh. You're going to cry. <laughs> you're you're going to experience us live. We're going to do the 10th uh, show live. We have some really exciting guests. Via satellite from a secret location. Oh, my God. Bur- this is going to be a good one. I'm bringing but- in
2: the Barrville satellite. Maybe
5: even the copter. Maybe even... I don't know.
2: More and more and more. Do you more. think
5: Tiffany Diamond will make a live appearance? Ah, it would be amazing if she did. Or maybe she could land on said <laughs> secret location roof. Oh my God, how exciting. I uh, can't wait. The tenth show coming at you soon. But then this ninth show has been a real banger. I have to say. Like thank you to George and Laura for coming out and speaking to us about all your wonderful projects. Thank you, Albert, for talking to us uh, in the midst of a traffic jam. <laughs> and it, that song, you know, recorded here in, in Berryville or Eldred as it were is wonderful. Uh, we love your material, and we'll see you in the Catskill soon, it sounds like. All right, we're
2: going out with one more recorded
5: right here in Barryville. You ready, Johnny? Oh, yeah. Let's, here we go. Let's rock. We're sending you off with a good time. Goodbye, fellas and ladies. <laughs>